good morning everyone and uh, i've been asked to speak on the joy of living what i propose is that maybe for half an hour 45 minutes or so i'll speak about share my thoughts and then we'll have interaction if you have any questions in a certain sense i congratulate the person who kept this topic i do not know whose uh, idea or impulse or inspiration this is we don't speak about it normally we take it for granted not only joy we take for granted also living you know we are all living that's what we take ourselves to be but very often when we look at ourselves closely we will discover that we do not even know what is living joy of living is a later issue altogether we are not conscious most of the things that is happening inside us if suddenly we catch ourselves and ask what is happening in my body just the body part and we'll be at loss how we are walking how we are moving we will be at loss because we do it very unconsciously mechanically and yet it is a part of living of which we are not aware when we come to the domain of feelings and thoughts again we are not aware most of the time what am i feeling unless the feeling becomes so intense and we are overwhelmed by it then we understand little bit bahut zyada agar bhavna bad jati hai to thoda pata chalta hai ki ha andar mein kuch feel ho raha hai thinking most of the time if we catch ourselves and this is a universal situation that what are you thinking so there is a it takes time to understand that you know what am i thinking really if we go still deeper all of you now are on the threshold of uh, you know taking up a career now if we ask what really are you trying to what is the goal of life so most people will say that well to take up this job that is the end and if i were to ask is it a goal you have chosen most of the time the answer will be i don't know this is what is in these days my parents told me society appreciates it it will bring me money etc etc but is this work that we are going to do the expression of my deepest will to live you know there is in all of us something called as will to live that which gives us a natural joy very often when we grow you know i don't know whether you have made this observation or not one of the observation that i have made is uh, you know people often ask in shurbindo ashram you know many ashrams are known for miracles so what is the miracle that you see so i tell them we have regained our laughter and learned to smile again we lose our smile if you see i mean people become so serious they become cynics over a period of time they have a lot of money lots of money and lots of uh, uh, other things but it's at a great expense they forgotten to laugh they forgotten to smile yes come and sit no problem at all just speak out so the reason one reason that we have seen is because of unconsciousness we don't know what we really want we don't know who we are we don't know why we are living every day if morning we suddenly catch ourselves and say what is the purpose of this day 
so we will chalk out the routine that we have to go to class we have this lecture we have this topic to learn we have this exams what is my purpose in it we don't know so this state of affairs is called in general parlance ignorance ignorance and unconsciousness and it brings suffering it takes away the natural joy to live let's take a simple example when we are a small child we are naturally happy you know small children naturally happy they have trust in life when they get a scratch they don't think they are going to get tetanus they don't know this wound can get infected when they have fever they want to go and once again be in the classroom with the friends isn't it they are not worried that what may happen to me what may not happen to me they are naturally full of trust in life and they are happy with that but first time when they meet with a difficult situation let's say they fall down and god forbid there is a fracture or there is a bone there is a sudden touch of pain not anxiety but pain so what happens after that they learn that i should be more careful i should not fall so this is one simple example of how by keeping away ignorance by knowledge we can at least root out one cause of suffering you see in india very often we were told it's a misguided belief that it's all because of karma but uh, see how it happens 100 years back if somebody had a eye problem and he went to someone that well i have an eye problem maybe the pandit would have told him it is your karma but scientists were not happy with karma so they tried to investigate and they found many people fall ill because they have blindness because they have a vitamin deficiency very simple so whatever happened to karma but people by the fact of taking vitamin a can see they they have prevented this whole possible suffering so by knowledge we can remove suffering because suffering comes due to ignorance this one very small example but this knowledge must apply at several levels you see when we are studying here like just now i think um, ma'am introduced and very naturally you know you all all trying to have success to you're looking at your career all these things but this not the original file this is a distortion in the file the original file is you are here because you want to gain knowledge it doesn't matter degree is secondary job is secondary this knowledge which you will gain this is always helpful say for instance we learn how to deal with people it's always helpful i have discovered you know uh, there is a lady who sells coconut uh, uh, near the ashram and i have noticed that most of the people will go to her to buy coconut and you'll be surprised why it happens she has not learned any management lessons but she has learned the uh, something about life which is very subtle every time you go there she is smiling and she is cheerful now she doesn't do it deliberately but she has learned that if i am smiling and cheerful over a period of time it helps me to bring clients i don't know whether this is taught or not not as a external behavior but just as a way of life if you are smiling and cheerful most of the time you will meet with success it's a very small thing so there are many layers at which ignorance operates such a small thing we are ignorant about many relationships get sour as a psychiatrist i meet with people you know who whose relationship uh, ends up 
breaks up and they are unhappy about it and they are trying to analyze what is the problem, what is the difficulty, what is the challenge. So, you know, X says Y does not understand me and Y says X does not understand me. Now, why they don't understand each other? Why we don't understand each other? Very simple. When I am only concerned about myself, I cannot understand another person. See, in a classroom, if we are only thinking about ourselves, how will we learn what the teacher is going to say? Because my focus, my attention is all upon myself. I am thinking about what will I do when I go out, my food which is getting cold, this, that, hundred things. Even same thing, I can assure you that what makes the difference between a good doctor and a great doctor, for example. A good doctor, he is learning everything technically, but his eye is, when I do my MBBS and MD, I will be in a very big hospital where I will earn a lot of money. But a great doctor is not doing that. He learns the techniques one has to know. But he is saying, ah, I have an opportunity to heal people. He is developing compassion. He is learning for the joy of learning if nothing else. And that makes a big difference because the focus is elsewhere. The more we concentrate upon ourselves, life becomes more and more miserable. Everybody has a whole list of woes, you know. But when we are concentrated upon ourselves all the time, it also means that we won't understand another person. So, what is the way? The way is, let's say, in a relationship, I am giving just one example. Again, you see, when the basis of relationship, when the basis, very often people, you know, are unhappy, oh, my friend, my husband, my wife, my child um, has this problem, I don't like this in this person, I don't like that, he's not good, she's not good, isn't it? This happens very often, some mistake, some error. But all these things are not the basis of relationship. If you have a relationship on any of these bases, sooner or later it will develop into sourness or continue mechanically. That's a different story. Many relationships continue because there are no options. But the basis of relationship is love for the joy of love. Now this is something which unfortunately nobody teaches us, isn't it? Throughout we study in our curriculum, everybody teaches us many, many subjects, geography, history, uh, science, mathematics, etc., etc. But nobody teaches us what it means to live. Now this is where we have to learn ourselves or fortunately you know we have these lectures, we have number of books where we learn how to live, something we take for granted. Let me take a very simple example. One of the most important thing for a life is breathing and heartbeat. It happens mechanically, isn't it? Now you'll be surprised that we don't know how to breathe. We just take it for granted. We don't know that if we are tired more than rushing for a cup of coffee, if we just take a few deep breaths, we feel energized. This is a very simple thing. When a heart is beating fast and we are full of fear and apprehension, we don't know that there is a way. Just by taking deep breath, we can quieten the heart. It's one kind of knowledge. There are several such laws of living. I have written extensively on this issue of there are laws of living which we don't know. Like when we go to a new place, you know, when we go to, let's say, to America. So in America, you may be an expert in driving car in your country, but you can't drive it there because the whole thing is reversed. The 
traffic runs in opposite way and the cars have steering wheel in the other other way it's no more you know we have right hand drive it will be left hand drive and instead of left lane it will be right lane so the whole thing changes so we have to learn the laws so similarly when we are living we need to learn the laws of life in fact i put it like this that there is an art of life there is a science of life there is a commerce of life and if we know these things we will ward away lot of lot of issues and problems and suffering which is unnecessary certain things we cannot avoid they will come in life but we will develop the right way to deal with them and as i said unfortunately this is not something which is taught to us in homes and it is not taught to us in school because the whole focus is very different and it should be there it should be part of curriculum uh, you know from here i am going to a uh, place in gujarat where they have incorporated life skills and life management as part of their curriculum in mbbs courses because without it i may have all the technical knowledge but i may not turn out to be a good doctor and i may be very unhappy and miserable in life we don't want that you know we don't want just a good career we also want to be happy and for that we have to discover this called knowledge so let's touch upon one of this area art of living now you know art deals with rhythm with colors with patterns now there is a rhythm of life and if we learn to catch it many of the illnesses many of the issues in life we'll be able to take care of so when i use the word art of living i use it in this sense that if we learn to catch the rhythm of life let's take a simple example now the rhythm has changed in this sense but sleep and waking simple thing now for sleep and waking there is a rhythm you all can come better and uh, be comfortable just you know uh, feel free so you know for a simple thing like sleep and waking now in nature in nature cycle the most conducive time for sleep you know that's the time when our hormones sleep hormones are very active is around 10 30 11 max 11:30 and the most conducive time to wake up when our waking hormones are very active is around 5:36 almost with sunrise maybe 6:30 maximum now those who learn to entrain themselves with this rhythm this is a rhythm natural rhythm of life and if we learn to tune ourselves to this rhythm you'll see that many problems your visits to doctors will become much less but doctors don't tell you this partly because they are not taught this partly because they also have to make their houses they have to earn their livelihood the drug companies have to sell their products but if you learn this this is a very simple thing to incorporate we think it's very difficult it's not difficult just when you know that it's going to save you a lot of issues and problem nowadays a lot of people attribute things like diabetes hypertension many things just to this sleep wake cycle it's in our control it's i'm i am not i'm not at all for one moment suggesting don't use whatsapp don't go to facebook of course you must go just change the timings try to see that 11 11:30 latest if you go to sleep by 6 6:30 you wake up you'll see the difference in your bodily health in your psychological health why because simply because you are tuning yourself to the rhythm of nature so it becomes a kind of art of living 
Take another example. You know, nowadays we talk about yoga and there is a lot of emphasis on asanas and exercises, pranayama, and people say we don't have time. Of course, we don't have time. It's very true. I agree that we don't have time in our busy schedule to, uh, you know, take out another 45 minutes and practice these things, isn't it? But there is another way to do it. And a very simple way. Say for instance, you are walking from place A to place B. Number of times, I, I was just seeing in the morning, lot of students going towards their hostel. So you are walking, isn't it? You are walking anyways. Now try to walk in a rhythmic way. Just try to walk as if you are floating, as if you are one with everything. As if you are not just walking but dancing. Don't dance, obviously, I mean, <laughs> otherwise. But don't just walk, walk consciously. That's all I am saying. You are climbing the stairs up and down. Climb consciously. Just see that how your legs are moving. They should not be clumsy. This is called, again, creating a certain kind of rhythm within yourself. The body works by rhythms. You would have noticed that there are periods when we fall sick very often. Then there are periods when everything is fine. And if you go to an astrologer, he will say your bad period. It's nothing to do with, you know, stars and you don't have to uh, feed a priest or uh, change your house by vastu. You don't need to do all those things. It means somewhere we are not in rhythm with the cosmos. So what do we do? We start with creating rhythm within ourselves. Breathing. We don't have to do pranayam. We are all settling down. We sit in the chair. The teacher is going to come. He's going to start. Now you have some moments. What do we do? We simply just take simple breath consciously. That's all that is required. Nothing like, you know, complicated pranayam. These simple things. One minute, two minutes. Whenever you have a time before we sit. So they, what, what is this, uh, what, how does it help? What is it supposed to do? It simply puts us into a certain rhythm, rhythmic breathing, rhythmic walking, rhythmic jumping. <laughs> so everything that we do, when we do it rhythmically, then we catch on to the art of life. Another aspect of art is to do with beauty. Now nobody tells us that the color of curtains is important. Nobody has taught us this. So it's important only, you know, it should be expensive when people come. It should look rich, isn't it? But if we discover the art of life, we will see that there are certain colors which make us feel very dull, very, you know, sleepy. And there are certain colors which energize us. Has anyone noticed this? Made this uh, observation? Try to make this observation. How colors affect us? How patterns affect us. The way a room is built. It has nothing to do with vastu. Let's get rid of all those things. But simply observe that there are rooms which are built in a certain way that they, they make you feel very uncomfortable. There are rooms which are built in a, another way. They, it looks like a beautiful piece of geometry. And you enjoy being there. Simply because it has been built with this idea that let this room be beautiful. Not just utilitarian. Most of us, when we make our houses, we make it in a utilitarian way, isn't it? Char kamra bana diya, ek idhar reh jayega, ek udhar reh jayega. Kamra ban gaya, ghar pura ho gaya. Next time when you make it, even in a small space, all of you will one day make your own houses. Try to make it keeping beauty in mind. Art is about beauty. Just make it beautiful and see, it will make a difference to the joy that you experience when you come back to your home. Simple things like this, which, uh, you know, we are not taught, which we discover sometimes painfully. Sometimes we don't even know why we, in a certain environment, we are unhappy. So these are small things which we can incorporate 
when we grow up in life and at any point of time we are always growing up so by growing up i don't mean an age by growing up i mean a certain attitude some people keep on growing even at 85 90 95 they learn something new and they say it's wonderful i know you know some people who started reading is difficult spiritual scripture at the age of 75 and they were so happy about it that ah i never knew that such a thing existed at 75 i know of a person who started reading savitris considered as very difficult uh, book by shrivindo it is not let me assure you and in couple of years he says my god i am enjoying it so much i don't know why nobody gave this to me earlier simple thing like this that the joy the joy of growing this urge to grow this it's an attitude growth has nothing to do with years it is an attitude that we can keep in life anywhere and everywhere we can learn so this about the art of life then there is a science of life you know there are people with whom if you meet within few minutes you will feel drained out all your energy is gone and there are people whom we meet we come back very charged happy and we think ah life is wonderful why is it so there are some people who are natural givers they give and there are some people who naturally draw and you can make this observation and of course we all should be givers natural givers when we are natural giver we create lot of joy in the environment you must have seen there are people who just give 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 their energies give happiness give money give whatever they have and they bring lot of joy to everyone and there are those who just want to take 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 and when we only take then we become more and more miserable we make others also miserable because the moment they come in uh, you come in contact with such a person who just takes uh, they will leave you drained of your energy they take whatever they can including energy so at the end you feel oh my god i am drained out people fall sick they don't know why they have fallen sick after meeting a particular person uh, i'm not saying that always you this is the only cause for sickness sickness is many causes but sometimes it happens that you meet a certain person and it takes away your you know your energy again in science of life we have things like the psychological movements within us the forces and energy anger for example you know very often when we get angry what do we tell others gussa na to natural hai natural hai mujhe gussa aayega tumne aisa kiya so what happens when we are angry we hurt somebody is a later issue but we hurt ourselves is the first thing jealousy anger these movements they hurt us more than they hurt other you see when you are must have experienced no when we are stricken with jealousy oh so and so person i can't see that person's happiness why so and so has done this i i am the one who deserves this so what happens we are torn with misery pain suffering but we think it is natural it is not natural it is like a virus which has corrupted the natural file of joy within us so what do we do when we are suffering from jealousy we should learn that we cannot forcibly possess anything or anybody this is a simple law of life if we think that we can forcibly force somebody to love us force somebody to give this to us we are mistaken 
but this tendency is there so we suffer if we let go we will suffer for some time no doubt about it that you know somebody was very important to us precious to us and the person no more loves us it's all right sometime we will suffer but eventually we will bounce back we will become wiser and stronger but if we keep on forcing and keep on suffering with jealousy then we are corroding ourselves inside so that's why letting go is such a beautiful simple policy but we are never taught this simple things how to manage anger was there ever any class how to manage anger or simple things like how to concentrate we don't know how to concentrate so that's you know these are this about science of living there are many aspects i am obviously not touching upon everything because you know it's it's a mad it's a subject of one week workshop so uh, i am just giving some hints here and there so that you can probably some of you at least will feel enthused to discover more then lastly comes the commerce of living we don't understand this we always think things in terms of money so what happens in terms of money there used to be a very nice advertisement long time back i don't know whether it's still there or not so it was about you know there are many things money can buy except a few things and that few things are love happiness knowledge wisdom you can't buy it with money health you cannot buy you can buy cure of illness you cannot buy health with money so simple things like that that well this knowledge that we cannot buy everything with money there is another kind of commerce taking place behind the visible world there is a strange uh, you know play of forces take for example somebody is going and meets with an accident and one says oh very unfortunate it's not unfortunate it is unconsciousness if we are more conscious will not meet with an accident so why the person became unconscious maybe while driving the person was thinking of something else the mind was somewhere else he was not focused he was not concentrated many things could be maybe he was very unhappy inside that day so he opened himself to the possibility of an accident and had the person been conscious that look this can lead to this misfortune it would have been avoided so there are many things which are avoidable and will keep us in good stead will keep us happy and healthy if we know these simple rules of life when they are not difficult not complicated you don't need to pay 1000 dollars to know this if you observe life we will know this nothing else and when we know all this then we discovered that the root of suffering comes from when we take it to the final level spiritual level it's ignorance and what is ignorance from the spiritual perspective we don't know who we are we don't know what we are meant to do now you may surprise we don't know who we are of course we know if we ask very often that who are you people will speak of their name surname the visiting card children say i am son of so and so i am daughter of so and so none of this is who we are we are not a visiting card isn't it supposing you meet with a person and i take this example very often um and you interact for some time close interaction what is it that matters most in that interaction is it the person's degree qualification surname religion beliefs non beliefs or is it the person's personality isn't the answer obvious the person's personality none of the other things matter 
But this is an area which we don't focus on developing. We focus on everything else. We try to defend the religion, we try to defend our caste, we try to defend this, that. That's not going to, that's not who I am. I'm, I cannot be defined by that. Nobody else can define me. Nobody else, whether it be society or uh, a religion defines me. I define myself by who I am. And to discover who we are is itself a very wonderful thing. To discover what are my real tastes, tendencies, what is it my naturally I would like to do. These are wonderful things to discover. And if you do that, you will see that life becomes a beautiful expression of joy. It doesn't matter, you know. Um, I remember Abraham Lincoln's very interesting, you know. Uh, you know, he came, his father was a shoemaker. So when he came uh, to the parliament, some member laughed at him. I hope, Mr. President, you know, you remember your antecedents. Meaning thereby, I hope you remember that your father was making shoes. And the witty man that he was, he said, yes, of course, I have never forgotten it. And he has also taught me a few tricks. And I can assure you that whoever came to him for repair of his shoe never had to come back again because he repaired it so perfectly. And then he added, some of the tricks I have also learned. So if you ever have a problem with your shoe, you are most welcome. This is called dignity of who we are. Something very profound. What is there? I may be mending shoes. What does it matter? At the end of the day, if the person says, haven't you appreciated some mechanics in workshops? Uh, at least I have, yesterday or day before, I was sharing on Saraswati Puja, one of my beautiful experiences of Mother Saraswati. When I saw a mechanic repair my scooter, it had a problem and this man, this boy, young boy, I left the scooter, I was standing there and I thought it would take a long time. Within 5-7 minutes, he was dancing the way he was moving his tools, discovered the problem, corrected it and gave me back and very little he was charging. So I gave him more because I said, you don't know what experience you have given me. I felt the presence of Mother Saraswati at that point of time that look here, this boy, I, till today I have not forgotten, I remember his face, everything. I don't know his name of course. But I remember his face. And this happened nearly 20 years back. Because of the perfection, the way he was, you know, doing, you know, so beautifully in the Gita, there is a very beautiful sloka, Yoga Karmasu Kaushalam. Yoga is perfection in works. When we do a work perfectly, we get joy. Simply cleaning a table with perfection, it gives a joy. And doing it clumsily, hastily, it's, it's something very, you know, it, it leaves everybody unhappy. Whatever we do, it doesn't matter. It's not only about classroom and studies and dressing well, but whatever we are doing, do with a sense of perfection. That I must do it well. Sweeping a floor, cleaning a cupboard, arranging the blanket, keeping the shoes in rack, simple things and they will fill the life with joy because when we have this urge towards perfection, we are always advancing forward. Otherwise, we become old. There are many people who start becoming old the moment they enter into a profession. Why? Because uh, now I have got my degree, I have got my money, and I have got, I have got married, that's the end of life. But there are people who are always striving for more, more and more, to do better and better. It has nothing to do with ambition, it's to do with urge for excellence. And the earth for growth, the earth for excellence, 
fills us with the sense of joy that we have naturally lost. Finally, I must touch upon something which we often forget. Ignorance is corrected by knowledge. You know, if I was driving a scooter and I didn't know there is a ditch and I fell in it, it's ignorance. But if I am driving scooter and I know there is a ditch and still I head in that direction, then it is called ill will. That is far more dangerous. Ignorance is uh, minor illness, correctable, but ill will is dangerous. For example, everybody knows smoking, drinking, drugs is dangerous. Everybody knows. But I'll do it. Everybody knows that indulging in depression is dangerous because it can lead us to the brink of suicide. But one indulges with one's depression. Now this is ill will. Ill will is sinister. One has to really immediately catch it. If necessary, maybe need to see someone. Ill will means the will to harm oneself, the will to rob oneself of one's own happiness and happiness of others. This is ill will. Because already there is enough uh, unhappiness in the world. Why add another? For example, lastly, yes, I'll just come to that. Yes, I'll just elaborate, please. Yes. So, for example, you know, we talk about uh, quarreling. And must have seen everybody quarrels at home. We take it for granted that people must quarrel. But do we know that we can live without quarreling? Now, this, this simple knowledge, you know, as Sarah said, you know, let me elaborate a little bit. What really ill will is? Now, when I know something is really dangerous for me and dangerous for others, why do I do it? If we go to the root cause, we will see that in some of us, unfortunately, there is a perverse urge to harm. Perverse urge. An attraction towards death. You know, there are two forces acting at everybody at any given moment in life. The urge to live, which is the natural urge. We are all born with urge to live. That's why even till the last moment, even at 99 years of age, we want to live. Because this is a natural in one urge. This is the original fight. But somewhere, at some point of time, a virus enters and corrupts this fight. And the will to live changes into a will to death. And it's a very dark and dangerous will. It takes away all the energy. It gives us all kinds of, you know, evil happens because of that. You see, people kill others. Why? Meaninglessly. Because this will to death has become very strong. It's something very dark, dangerous. Why it is dark and dangerous? See, when we are ignorant, we make mistakes, we learn and we grow. This is life. But when a dark will takes over us, the will to death, something contrary to life, People say that alcohol and smoking are chronic forms of suicide. This is actually spoken of in psychological literature. That those who are unhappy with themselves, they try to take these things to artificially be happy. Isn't it strange? We are talking about, you know, the joy of living. But some cannot be happy. So they turn towards being artificially happy. Because this joy is lost. I have dealt with many people who, you know, who are into drugs and such things. For let's take one example because this is another issue, pornography. Now, 
forget the moral side of it. I am not talking about the moral side of it and not talking about the spiritual harm that it can bring. But one harm that it does is, when we indulge in it, it means natural love for someone that the emotional nature, we become emotionally insensitive. People who indulge too much into pornography, they become emotionally insensitive. You know, they become incapable of loving someone because they can love only if there is a in their mind's imagination a beautiful pleasant figure they don't love the person they are attracted towards a figure now it becomes dangerous because our natural sense of love goes away and it's replaced by something artificial something which we call as pleasure pleasure it is not joy pleasure is something very artificial it's like a stimulant like alcohol it's a pleasure initially but it's not joy it's something we do artificially to stimulate ourselves because we are not able to feel joy and it's known one of the remedies that we suggest to those who take to smoking and alcohol apart from many other things to recover this joy and love in their life and we suggest that you know take up vigorous physical exercises or sports so you will have endorphins in the brain and you feel joy of life you don't need to take uh, you know artificial things like drugs to feel happy. Why should we? Because we also know it's a trap because the more we, if we take little, we need more and more. That is the problem with artificial methods. Same thing with healing. There is a natural healing and we must uh, use these processes. So essentially, the we come to the last bit of it, then we have questions. That what we are missing today in life, this joy, this comes from two movements in us. One is beauty, the other is love. When these two are missing in life, joy becomes diminished. So if we love only ourselves, joy will be much less. If we love someone else, maybe parents, friends, so love is a beautiful thing and it's nothing to do with bad or evil. It becomes evil when it is a self-centered me, 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 then it's not no more love. But it's a want, it's a craving. But true love, where we have the urge to give, is a beautiful feeling. If not that, nowadays for depression, one of the treatment is have a puppy at home. So at least love a puppy, if we cannot love human beings, because the puppy will not say anything, you know, unfortunate, which human beings can end up saying. And of course, those who love humanity, those who love creation, those who love God, you can imagine the joy they experience. Because the energy of love increases in them million times. That's why somebody who loves God, even if he is in rags, Swami Vivekananda, going around the world, he didn't go to get money. But he is so full of joy and strength because love is so dominant in the nature. When we love, then we get tremendous joy. The more we love, the more we get joy. And the second I said, always the sense of the beautiful. I am totally against, you know, teaching things in a moral way. Morality puts it right and wrong, black and white. Real life is not about that. Real life is about whenever we do something, whenever we have a thought, a feeling, just use one criteria. Is it beautiful or is it not beautiful? And you will have the answer inside. Do it if you think it is beautiful. Any action. And it can be simplest of actions like lifting a glass from the table. We can do it very, you know, in a very ugly manner. And we can do it in a beautiful manner. 
So at the end I would say let beauty and love be the guiding angels of your life. And then you will see that the joy from within springs up as naturally as the stream flows down from the mountains. So I think uh, we can have some questions if you have. Yes, anyone, any questions?